Guys, good Monday morning. I'm Jerry Miller. Welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith, the show where real estate is a springboard into the Yiddish language. So much to cover on today's show. Yes, including our favorite Yiddish words. A segment that started last week on the I Love Sivo show is sprinkling into Real Talk with Keith Smith. One thing we know about Keith, he's a fan of a good Yiddish turn or phrase or two. Why don't we go to the studio camera? My favorite's chutzpah. I like oy vey. Sounds like you like schmuck, which no, no, I no, now no, know no. schmuck means jeweler in German. No, I was trying to do it. My, I'm going to let Nikki say her favorite word because mine's a different well, I don't word. Even okay. know. I didn't know I had so many words that I knew that were Yiddish There's so many. I know. Like, I love nosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I say oy vey all the time, mm-hmm, and I had no mm-hmm, idea. Mm-hmm. So the go. things that I didn't know, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. So <laughs> There's uh, so many that are just oh part of... Oh, my gosh. Vernacular. A Nosh. shout out to Pearlies in Richmond. Mm-hmm. If you have you ever been to Pearlies? I have not. Love you, you Pearlies. Have, you have to go. It's about as close to a real Jewish deli from back home. I mean, it's oh, and nice. and what I love about it is the the, the servers mm-hmm. have that attitude. And I was there a couple of weeks ago. I had to do some business. Actually, it was a couple of weekends ago. How would you characterize the attitude? Well, I'm going to tell the story. So I ordered a matzo ball soup and a little bit of a Reuben. And I'm sitting there, and the woman was just giving me an attitude. What do you want? When do you want it? You know, hurry up. I got other people. You know, just really lovely. I just, and I just, I leaned down and stared at her, and I said, thank you. And she goes, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> and I said, thank you. I missed that. You know, you just made the food taste so much, so much better. And she goes, you're such a schmuck. And just kept on walking by. Well, and great. then I said, do you know what schmuck means? And she said, shut up. And no, she didn't say <laughs> No, shut absolutely up. she did. I love it. They What's have, your order at Pearly's? Uh, matzo ball soup and a yeah. Reuben. Every time? Uh, yeah, matzo ball soup, Reuben. You can't pass. If you ever had it, it's about the size of a five-gallon oh, yeah. bucket. It's, it's good for a couple of, good for a couple of days. Um, uh, and uh, it's got a really good baseball-sized matzo ball in it. And uh, love their fries. Their, um, they have dill fries. Oh, yeah. There. Ooh, I'm getting hungry. Can we show, end the show? Let's, go to, well, let's do a live show from Pearly. It sounds like Pearly's needs to partner with Real Talk with Keith Smith. <laughs> yeah. Let's get Nikki in the mix here on a Monday. So, friend, before we get into real estate and the week that was and the week ahead, how was your weekend highlights something that should be spotlighted on the show oh my gosh well the on the show i don't know like the the weekend was great um we had our annual picnic and awards for kellerina's lions okay and so that was really amazing and of course like i don't know if anyone else noticed but like the skies opened up and the rains came down yeah we didn't float away so that was good but that did mean we needed to like shift and so Stephen Allen, who um, works as director of operations with our company, some was definitely on point with making sure that all of that ran well. We ended up doing it at the Hillsdale uh, Conference Center. Oh yeah, which is a lovely space and available for people to rent for their events, and we love using that space. So it was wonderful. It was great. Agents had their families there. It was just nice to have some chill time. Our partners were there. It was how great. many uh, agents in attendance? Oh gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh. Well over 50. So I didn't have it. It was well over 50 yeah. plus their family members and doing it on a weekend like in April. It was incredible to have so many of our people. And like, I don't know, it was at least a good 60% of our, our crew. And I know some of them were out showing houses instead of being there. And it's like, hey, more power to you. Do your thing. 
right? So it was incredible. And the MC for the awards was pretty good. Uh, Nikki did a great job. <laughs> oh, you were the MC. She yeah. she MC'd. I called uh, people's names and I made bad jokes. Oh, okay. I can do that. I, I thought you were going to break out to a couple of cake fight songs there for oh, a while. No. Who else was on the mic at the Keller Williams um, Awards Quentin party? Quentin was on the mic. Quentin a was. Bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the Hawaiian shirt I saw. Oh, always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. he owns anything else. There we go. I don't know. He's got a couple of nice suit jackets. Yeah, so it was really good. You know, you know, Scott Morris was there. He spoke. Yeah. It was great. So he's part of he's the sponsors. Great. It was really good to see everybody there. His littles it, are so cute. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's very much so. So there was a little section over there with, um, like, since we couldn't do it outside, but little like play areas for little people. Mm-hmm. And somebody that was a little bit over six foot may have been sitting down playing with the little people in the rice. And it was uh, awesome. And it's rice and stuff. Oh, yeah. right? oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. It's like one of those sensory tables. I blew bubbles. Yeah. I made that happen. I have no idea why I was told job. this is where you belong. There you and go. I sat there. It's like um, <laughs> at Christmas or Thanksgiving, you have the adult table, then you have the kids' table. Keith? This table. Yeah. I literally was ordered there. No. Sit there, shut up. You were not. When well, the award, when you get the award, just smile and the shake your head. Scuttlebutt on the street has Yes Realty Partners as uh, an award yes. winner. Yeah, one of the top award winners. Can we put it in perspective yes. what happened for Yes Realty Partners? Yeah, so we... That's we, Keith Smith's co- shop that he co-founded. So we're very fortunate. We won the Platinum Award oh, on that. Mm-hmm. Platinum. Which is great. But look, at the end of the day... What does platinum mean? You know, it's it's a it's a medal. You know, there's gold <laughs> and there's platinum. It's What's a medal. the platinum award? Big numbers. There's specific yeah. numbers okay. around yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And I can performance tell you numbers. It is totally it's volume and stuff. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest, which I don't remember what okay. what they were, but okay. it started from I think bronze and worked its way up yeah. to, to platinum and all okay. that stuff. But it is a medal. Okay. In case yeah, you're it is a medal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're wondering, and uh, so yeah, certainly it, not the jokes he's gotten there. Oh, ta dun dun. It is, though, a very likable personality, a man I enjoy uh, doing this show with three times a week. Uh, and speaking of doing this show, the foundation of the mm-hmm. show is real estate. Yes, yes, And you is. guys are experts in real estate. My friends, how is the market week over week here? Do we have anything from a hopeful standpoint with inventory coming on the market? I mean, I think the biggest thing that is is hopeful, and I'm not going to dive into quite exactly what you're asking. It's more hopeful that people are still pulling through. It's hard. It's really hard for everyone who's out there, whether you're trying to sell a home or buy a home. And a lot of times people think, oh, selling a home is really easy right now. No, it's actually pretty stressful still. It's stressful because any small challenge now feels magnified by 10 or 20 because of the intensity of the market. So it's hard for everyone out there right now. And everyone is still being mostly civil and really working toward being kind and, and just being considerate and realizing, hey, you know what, it's stressful. And whether it, and that's just talking about the market, right? Sometimes when you're moving, you might be doing so. A move itself is stressful, even if you're doing it for the best reasons under the sun and you're thrilled, right? And then if you're doing it because, like, I don't know, military, and you got orders, and you weren't expecting orders, and you're PCSing, and you, you don't get to say when you want to do that. You can ask, but that's only weighed in so much, right? So there's a lot of potential stress around that. And I think our community is really pulling together to try to insulate that and just try to add some positivity to that and some education around that to de-escalate that stress. 
PCSing means what for those who are not military? Oh God. Okay. I'm sorry. Now you, my brain just went. What? Yep. He said, uh, um, um, you have to say the answer now. Okay. I'm well, like, basically, it's a, a it's permanent a duty. Booty. Yes. Ter- permanent change of station. There you go. There we go. Thank you. There you go. I was like, oh, panic. My there brain you go. shut so down. So the, the military <laughs> said you are now going yes. here, permanent and you go ahead station. and do this. So you know, week over week, we've been doing this for. For a long time, the numbers are not looking any better. We've got 74 that came on seven days going back. 108 went pending. I didn't get a chance to do the ratio. But to Nikki's point, I think we talked a little bit about this on Friday. To Nikki's point, um, you know, uh, folks are still buying. 108 people in the last seven days put homes on under 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 contract 74 is that we've been kind of hovering around the same number of pending excuse me of actives per week over week so if we're not seeing any great increase for the sake of a talk show look at this he's smiling i'm just going to throw a little i love watching you guys you guys are so good i'm going to throw a little live hand grenade on the table i just i just love watching pulled, you guys with the pin pulled yeah Nikki, you ready for this? To yeah. our military speak so, a little too yeah, far. Yeah, I don't yeah, want a grenade yeah, on a Monday. No. <laughs> well, then let's put the pin back in. But um, too late. Too we late. Like Throw that sucker. We, we like got three seconds. You got three seconds. You can put a pin back okay. in. Take Who's the pin and it off. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, what the hell is June and July going to look like? Do we think oh, we're going? To, do we? Do we think we are in a normal? Um, inventory spring cycle which then would indicate june and july means less inventory yeah. that's what you're suggesting because people, people are in vacation time that's what, what you're suggesting think? nikki right no so i think um i laugh when you say normal because i get what you're saying because we keep trying to like tiptoe around how we say normal because it's like normal ish disclaimer inserted here right right because it's not normal Ever um, since COVID, there's been no normal. Yeah, like, or unless this is the new normal for a little bit, right? But we are having that seasonality come back. And I do think that in June and July, we're going to see that happen a little bit. I so think that means gonna, less inventory. Or I think it'll be a, a slight slowing overall. Because of vacation for, mode? Well, because of vacation mode, because of burnout, because of getting ready for school to start, because of moving people into college or wherever, um, it's also a big time where people tend to PCS because if they're getting it when they ask for it, they're trying to do that oftentimes between school seasons. Doesn't always work, but it does sometimes. So I do think we're we're having a little bit of it come back, but that has to have that disclaimer of it's a little and still nothing's normal. You know? Yeah, so I'm going to pull the pin back out. I think we're going to see a lot less inventory in June and July. I really, I really do. I think, I think, yeah. I think we're, I think we're somewhat back to a normal bell curve kind of market area. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong, but you know, I, I think. And again, another question for you is, you know, maybe if this interest rates mm-hmm. drop a little bit, then maybe we might see some more folks come on the market. But you know, I think to set the table for folks. There is an expectation. I think inventory is, is just going to stay this anemic level, and I just do not see the the buyer um, pool decreasing at all. Well, I don't think it's going to get easier, that's for sure. I don't think anything's going to get easier at all for anyone. And I will say, like last week, 
I shared how I thought because we had already been through so much stress over the last two years that maybe that would have helped us. And in the last week, I have to say, I was like, you know what? I misspoke. This has been... Oh, explain that. At, well, because last week I was saying that because of the I two remember. previous years... Yeah. And, and I do think we're better equipped for it. But I also think everyone is, is kind of a little like closer to the edge, right? Not like the edge edge, but just it, the stress is there. Do you Almost, think... Yeah, go ahead. Do you think, and I want to learn from you guys here. You guys are in the trenches. Is that um, a byproduct of the lack of sales volume causing stress... Because even during COVID, the stress was there, but people were producing and making money because homes were selling. Now the stress is there, but people are not producing and making money. I know you, you, yeah. add, you add no new clients to the stress of normal living, and that really amplifies stress for anyone. Does that not for you guys? Well, it's, 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 it's more than that. So let's wrap around like a case study with helping my daughter and mm-hmm. our daughter out, out there. Um, and back to this 108 on the pending, the, <clears throat> I mean, we put 11 homes, 12, was 13 was the, excuse me, 13 was the winning number, but we needed to go through 12 offers to get there. And Quinton talked about this on Friday, you know, the where matters, right? Mm-hmm. The micro matter. Oh, yeah. And the, so the level of professionalism, and I've been talking about this for months and months and months, the, the level of professionalism on our side of the table really needs to start ratcheting itself up, right? The, the pros are going to do very well. The ones that, that need to learn a little bit more are going to be struggling. So there's a lot of extra pressure on the agent pool, right, to, to that. Because, look, the bottom line is you know, units are down. Some, some jurisdictions are down 30 40% year over year. So it puts a ton of pressure on it. But we need to go ahead. I wrote the word mensch down, Judah. Mensch. We're, we're gonna, we're it's gonna, a great Yiddish word. We're going we're gonna to stay with the Yiddish theme for the show. So <laughs> would you do me a favor? I didn't get it. I was trying to do it. Can you look up what the Yiddish word is for normal? Uh, I was trying to do it. I couldn't figure it out. But a mensch, what is a mensch? I don't know. Mensch is a good human. Yeah. Oh. So that is something to aspire to. I pointed to you guys. Thank Aww. you. Yeah. So we're all mensches here. Yeah. We're all nice. good humans. We're all trying to do the right thing for other people and help other other folks. So when somebody says to you, "You're such a mensch," mm-hmm. that is an absolute compliment versus a schmuck, That's which all. is not. Okay. Yeah. No. No. That one I got. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa Parco. Hello. Welcome to the program. Ram, uh, Ramil Saint uh, Lenvin, watching the program um, right now. Uh, let me throw this to you. Um, this market, inventory is already tight. We're seeing rates are heading lower. That's going to bring more buyers into the market. If more buyers come into a market where inventory is going to get even lower, which is Keith's prediction of the summertime, what's going to happen in June, July, and August? Are we going to have absolute insanity? His daughter lives in Seattle and bought a house in Richmond sight unseen with Keith, her father, and real estate agent doing a video tour. No home inspection. They did win the house on their third team try. Um, so is that what's to be expected for this summer in Central Virginia? Well, I mean, I think that the, the next steps that have to continue, and they've already started some, but there's need for more of this, is reining in your idea of what it is you want a home. Is home ownership the route? And truly, it's going to be the route I encourage. 
And it also, that doesn't mean put yourself in a situation to be house broke, right? Don't. Don't do that. But I think the idea of what it is we want and need in a space that we call our home has got to be reevaluated, whether we're renting or buying. Because if you have to move somewhere or live somewhere and you either have a lease that's expiring or you're moving to the area, which we have a regular influx of people moving to our area, what do you need for life to look great for you? So guess what I'm starting to do? I'm starting to watch your noon show. Oh, good. And smart. on Friday, smart. I've never yeah. been accused of that. Smart. But thank you. Uh, Where news Write originates. That on the calendar. You, you talked about, to, to spin off on that a little bit, you talked about um, UVA being number one. What was that now? Uh, oh, so this is a great stat. Viewers and listeners, listen to this. So the McIntyre School of Commerce, which is the undergraduate business program, is is producing the the um, its graduates the top clip from an earning standpoint in the nation of public universities. So when you go through finance at UVA's McIntyre School of Program, um, McIntyre School of Commerce, you're coming out with the greatest earning potential sure. with a finance degree in America. So the idea is, um, as these 22-year-olds start in the world of finance, earning the most. Um, that their degree can earn, that some will eventually come back to Central Virginia with a bag of money after earning however much money they did over, over however many years they worked, wherever they worked, like we all have done. Not all of us, but take me, take so many po- folks in the area. There's this allure of coming back to Charlottesville after you've worked for years and then returning to a place that you have positive memories for. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's a retirement community. So I just, as I always pull up, I love looking at Lake Monticello yeah. because of that. I want to talk a little bit about the, 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 the tax rate that got set and the impact it's having on, on folks. We are down to seven. This is was was last year, oh, man. right? Yeah. Now I took out one because it's two hundred and fifty nine days, and something's not Outlier. right. Something's yeah. not right there. But if you go ahead and and take that out, the average days on market are are under. Let me hold on a second. Average days on market. I get it to you here in a minute. Average days on market is twenty eight days. So you know, and we've got thirty one pending. So somebody who's smarter than me can do the the absorption ratio on that, which is ridiculously high on that end of it. But you know, we're just and, and by the way, the cheapest home is um, three thirty five. Jumps up to four nineteen. One home is at three thirty five. Jumps up to four nineteen. Then four twenty seven, four sixty nine, four eighty seven, and then there's a couple of seven hundreds that are waterfront waterfront properties. So there's not even anything under three hundred thousand dollars available at Lake Monticello right now, which has been normal, like blue collar work, work retirement, oh, yeah. retirement kind of thing. You know, last month I made the comment that if you were a first time home buyer looking for a three bedroom, two bath, attached or detached, this is a first time home buyer looking for a home that you're going to be spending two thirty five in the area. I think that number is even higher now. Yes. It, yeah, it, it would be. Um, I, I would never combine the two because it's just two very different price points and projects, but I, I understand what you're trying to, to do. I would probably throw in condos in there, too, just for the heck of it to see what that comes out. But, you know, the condo fees are pretty... Pretty pretty substantial. Pretty substantial. But, you know, I, I have I have clients, this prime example, moving back where UVA grads, mm-hmm. um, retirees, you know, they're... 
they're fortunate enough that they don't have to move where they're at or they've moved and got a pocket full of cash and they're going to wait. But that stat is impressive because all this is going to do is drive more high-end dollars here, which is going to have an impact on the, the price point. So I, I, you know, when I was listening to your show on Friday, I really came to the conclusion that I think inventory is going to stay flat and buyer pool is just going to keep on growing. Are and we seeing tough question, tough, 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 tough question. You're a team leader. You interact with agents at a greater clip than just about anyone in this area, Nikki. Are we seeing people saying maybe it's time to put it on break, you know, peace out, put it on? Oh, like in real estate? Yeah. You're talking about Um, realtors? Yeah. Are you seeing that? So, right. Or not even just realtors, anyone on the supply chain that you're coming across? Because there's a lot of people that work in real estate. Well, I do think, so I think a while back when refis dropped, lenders did a lot of cutting back. I think a lot of that was probably support staff, um, admin, underwriters, that type of thing. Um, Realtors, I think one of the things with realtors is is a lot of the people that I work with day in and day out have been doing this for years. And we've been having this conversation about the market and about basically bracing yourself. Hey, we need to shift. You need to be able to remarging your expenses what are you focusing in on, right? How are you doing things? And remarging your expenses for your business and your personal life. Because, hey, hard times are ahead. Are you prepared? Because truly, in any market, you want to make sure you're prepared for that. It's just a matter of time in life before that happens to be prepared. So I feel like a lot of people have been trying to be prepared. And yet, as it hits... It definitely hits a little harder than you've prepared for because the reality of it's 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 a little harsher. It just is. But I haven't seen many of my agents who are have been in this for a while who are like, peace out. They're not there. If anything, they're more determined and they view this as an opportunity. Now I have seen some that are kind of in between of where <coughs> this isn't their full time income and it's still very important. Or maybe it is their full time income. And they were really, really happy with where they were. And so it's a matter of, okay, they're really feeling it. And they are. But then the conversations are more around, okay, how do we do this? Hey, I'm, I'm tired. What can I do to not be? And, and there's a lot to be done about that. So- um, well said, Nikki. Neil Williamson on LinkedIn. If summer Im- inventory drops, will prices increase? I say I'm responding to him now. You guys are the experts. I'm responding absolutely yes. However, I will ask Nikki and Keith this question. If summer inventory drops, which we we're, we're predicting it will, he should also add in this question, if summer inventory drops and interest rates drop at the same time, what's that going to do to prices? Because that's going to really drive demand through the roof. I got I to gotta say prices go up, but Keith, you're the pro. Well, even if inventory goes up, prices are going to still go up, right? There's just... The buyer pool is just so deep in our area. Price is going to go up. Now, 
the where is going to matter, right? The, the yes. micro, micro, the micro location matters, right? And, you know, certain jurisdictions or certain areas may not go up as much. Some may stay a little flat. Some may go a little bit, little bit down. So it, it's, a, it's a hard question to generally answer. But I think if you throw all the car footprint into one big bowl and figure out, you know, just put everything in there, you're going to see it increase in valuation. Some of it will be down. Some of it will be up. But I think overall, you're going to see that. What, what you're going to see is a huge drop in numbers of sales. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm talking not 5%, 10%. These are going to be huge numbers. He's talking volume, guys. Volume. The, the number of yes. sales, the volume. Yeah. Not, not the volume of dollars, but the volume of actual transactions. And you can see, you can see that happening right now. No, so I, I, I think the answer is yes. You're, you're going to see price increase. The, so, okay, so what do you do... If you're a younger or less seasoned agent, this is something that you're dealing with all the time, Nikki, and you're counseling these folks. Younger, less seasoned agent, and you have to weather this storm. Well, and first let me say it's not about age because I have one of my newest agents is in her, let's just say she's old enough, careful, past old enough careful. to be my mom, and I just realized I shouldn't say age ranges for people who are older than me. Okay. Um, thank you. Okay. No, no. That's kind no. Of, I'm just sitting here. That's all of a like, certain age. Like one of her, and she's, she's hilarious and she's delightful, and one of the things when um, Amanda Spagoni was was going through our, her normal Amanda. thing about, you know, this being a long-term game, and she's like, well, I only have so much long-term left. So, <laughs> and it was like, oh, you know what? Okay, so let's reevaluate this for where you are in life a little bit. Um, so, yeah, just a, a little bit there. It's, it's not an age thing for sure. Um, I think that what is happening there is you need more support to hit the ground running. And that's the, that Amanda Spagoni, who's a guest on the show from time to time, and we love having her on. Um, she runs our Market Center team, Alliance Home team. And part of that team is it's a team. It's a real estate team. They go they out and they well. do their team things. It's incredible. The other half of that team is it's our required new agent training program because new agents need that support. Instead of floundering around and throwing a lot of money down a toilet potentially, um, and doing the whole sink or swim concept, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, they have support and tools to be able to help them. And an Amanda, because everybody needs an Amanda when they get started in real estate. Love Amanda. You know, so it's, it's incredible. And it gives them um, that jumping, jump off, basically. It gives them a much better start to say, oh, you know what, not only can I do this, I can do this quickly because I don't have to know all the things because Amanda's there and her team She's got a leadership team within her team. So they have the needed support in addition to the entire brokerage, right? So now they're starting with, I can actually hit the ground running, learning as I go, and still be able to serve my clients well. Because as a new agent, that was one of the things that I got in my own way about. I was like, this is no joke. I went from bookkeeping to real estate, and I felt like the real estate industry took people's finances way too lightly. Of course I would coming from bookkeeping, right? So I was very, it was very disconcerting to me. And so I didn't do a sale until the end of my first year. Because I was like, yeah, no, I don't know enough to be advising people on these amounts in this industry. But now you can get started in real estate and you know enough because you have people who know. So I like it. I like it. I want to give a shout out to Amanda and his team. And and I refer to it as an incubator. Um, Nice, yes. um, That's so important because we're incubating Yvonne. 
don't know if yes. that sounds right. That came out wrong. No, it totally works. It totally works. <laughs> Actually, you've already done that. I Yo- think I've. No, I haven't Yona done that. Yona did the incubation, did incubation yeah. of it. Long time. Ago. Sorry, sorry about that. Let's clarify this. Yeah. So, so we're teaching Yvonne the the, the, the essence of the business, yes. right? And you delegated the incubation. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, done. Yeah. well done. Thank you. I, I thought, had something I, to okay. delegate. Let's yeah. stay off yeah. the subject. You are about to get yourself in trouble. That. Both of y'all are about to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Funny story about that. No, I'll leave, it, I'll leave that alone. Something about our daughter figured out. His daughter's talking about getting into real estate. She's yeah. also the one that's moving from Seattle to Richmond. She's been getting yes. a lot of, you should probably weave her into the program. We, we are. Com- when yeah. she, when yeah. she comes in, she's yeah. going to weave into the program. Yeah. We're going to help. We're going to open up a little shop in Richmond. But the reality of it is, um, by the way, Mrs. Smith, you just figured that out. learned that for the first time. Uh, the, you know, I said, okay, great. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We've run the contract. We're going to go to closing, right? Normally, there's a lot of back-end back work that we all do, which I always say the easy part, believe it or not, is getting it on the contract. The hard part is getting it through the closing process and handing keys to people. That's the, where the real work, in my opinion, is on that end of it. Not the front end isn't real work, but handing keys to that. I said, okay, I'll tell you what, honey. So we're going to walk you through this. And we're going to do this. And so instead of like normal clients, we would handle a lot of behind the scenes stuff. She's doing all that stuff and she's very much so engaged with it. So we're coaching and we're mentoring. Mm -hmm. I won't use the word incubating through that. But shout out to you because it's easy to get a license. If yours truly can get it, it's an easy to get a license to get it. It is hard to make a living hard to do the job well. Yeah. And you guys set up your incubator program that is excellent on that. Well, and the, the, I think the biggest challenge is, is everybody wants to be in business for themselves. And yet it really comes down to foundational tasks, foundational principles, foundational redundant, sometimes tedious, not fun things for any business to succeed. 100%. And nobody wants to do that stuff. That's not why they got into real estate. Um, so let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So when you started, what, mm-hmm. were, what did you find out was, your, oh, my God, I didn't know I had to do that? What was your aha moment when you really started getting into the business that you didn't, nobody ever really told you, you didn't really understand? What was the, what was the one thing or two things, whatever it is, that really was your aha moment. Does that make sense? It does, but I don't know that I had that because I was at, like, for me, this was a, I was going to do it. I was determined. It didn't matter what I knew or didn't know. And to me, failure was not an option, right? And I think you'll find that the people who get into whatever it is they get into where failure is not an option even if they fail on that one thing, they're going to find a thing where they are going to. Well, you're wired not, that way. Right? You're wired that way anyway. Well, and I, I just didn't. It, I don't know. I didn't have time to waste. Um, and I don't mean that failure isn't part of the process. It totally is. But like, okay, giving up—that actually may be a better way to put it. Giving up is not an option. Failure is going to happen. But giving up because of failure, or because of boredom, or because of whatever it may be, was not an option to me because I had already done a business that was going really well that I wanted to scale up, but I didn't have the education, the funds, the connections. I needed at least two of those three to next level, and I didn't have two of those three. So I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? Because I need to stop exchanging time for money. This isn't working for me. 
And so being able to do this, but I will say. Why did the exchanging time for money now work for you? Well, and at that, so at that point I was in my mid thirties and I felt like I was so far behind and I get that that's like, that's a, a myth in life. Right. But I didn't know that at the time. I felt like I was so far behind. I had spent a, a lovely part of my life being a stay-at-home mom. And while I'm grateful for that, there are parts of that where, you know, everybody thought, oh, well, you're a military veteran. You had a security clearance that I had never used. I'm just saying I don't know things, okay? I used to have um, <laughs> And people were like, oh, it'll be easy for you to go to get, get a job. No, no, it would not. I applied at all those places. And the most I qualified for for anything was an entry level that not only wouldn't cover my bills, it certainly wouldn't cover childcare. I don't have family here to watch my kids for me, right? Neither do we. And and that's not always easy, by the way. So when I say that lightly like that, sometimes people think, oh, you think I've got it easy because I have family watching my children. That in and of itself can be quite the complication. 100%, but it it is, it can be an advantage. But there are all We feel very isolated without having family here and having two kids. Yeah, and I'm I'm fortunate I have some family in Norfolk. And truly, like my dad's in Pensacola, Florida, which is far away, but also... He watches the show, I think he's watching now. He does, he watches regularly. Love you, Dad. Um, (laughs) So you love him. So there's just, I did, I'll say I love you again. Love you, Dad. (laughs) <laughs> so there's, um, there, there were just a lot of things that it was like, hey, okay, the exchanging time for money with where I was in life, it wasn't, it wasn't working because while I had some skills, I didn't even know what they were or how to communicate them. Honestly, until I took on this team leader job, a lot of the things that I now see, I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect for me. And all of these things that I've been working toward all my life, whether it's been in volunteering or my home life, or all of this growth that's happened everywhere, even my short time in the military, I feel like it's come together for this to be like, oh, I'm in the right place, right? That's awesome. But I had to like persevere through these things where I didn't know the value of what I was learning. I, I have, um, you've been doing Real Talk with Keith Smith and coming on the talk shows for what, a couple years? Oh, yeah. At least, well, you're in nine months. I've Shh. noticed, I have noticed over that time like, I feel like uh, your energy and where you are professionally, I mean, I only know you professionally, such a great um, spot. Like, you seem very, uh, uh, what's the word? Like, you have comfortable. things. Comfortable. Yeah, comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, comfortable. Yeah. My confidence has gone up. Yeah. That makes I all see the that. difference. Yeah. Don't you see it? Well, did I? Yeah, you seem relaxed. What did I do yes. after last Monday's text- show? Oh, the, well, yeah. No, totally. You came, came Relax. by. Yeah. Actually, well, did actually, I come no, by? You texted. It was a different day last week. I saw you. Well, I have no idea. Yeah. But, and, and then after, um, it wasn't yesterday. But you have done, and you have really matured, and, 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 and this, what we do here, works very well. Actually, yes. I said, I said, the three of us work really great. It's great to have a, a guest, but we're bouncing off one another. Yeah. So back to that question. Yes. Oh, Yes. I forgot what the question was. Uh, no, now. no, but I just want to chime in because yeah. okay. I had a I had a conversation with Yvonne about this, okay. right? And she actually came to she's she has a, a a tremendous amount of this. The emotional intelligence that you need to do this job, they don't teach you, right? You don't know it. That's why you have to is off the charts because at at 
certain level, at most levels, it's very psych- psychological what we do, right? Yeah. Try to help people move, make one of the largest purchases in their life, or largest sales, and I'm going to screw this up, Jerry. I know it. I'm just saying, I'm, letting, I'm, I'm, giving, you a, you. I'm giving you a heads up already, right? I'm not looking right? at you right? to give you pressure. There you go. What okay. a, I'm, I'm going to look down and you look down. No, Here we go. I'm looking we'll down. do it this way. That, um, you know, one of the things that get me up every morning and excites me is that we get to help somebody with one of the reasons, one of the essentials to go around the, the sun for one year, mm-hmm. which is food, <laughs> clothing, and shelter. And we do shelter. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Got you. It. That was so, <laughs> so bad. The chemistry is getting to the that point. He looks so at me and I can't bad. stop laughing. And he did it to me on Friday. I was trying to do it. He smiled and Even man, Tuna realizes, like, Tuna's I like, like I know he didn't get that right. Oh Maybe God. that's the definition of, no, oh my God. you're no, such a mensch. But you guys, you guys are 100% right. I mean, you guys are, you guys are, not only this compass, but you guys are this therapist. You're this deal maker. Oh, yeah, well, You're this organizer. What You're this doubt. like scheduler. You're this. I mean, you just have to wear so many hats. Everything That's is going to be okay. We, but you have to. The trick to this is, and I learned this. You know, being a marine is ninety nine percent perception, one percent reality. You you have to learn how to, even though you are internally like concerned, you have to come across as, hey, we're here to help you. I've got the answers. We can help you na- navigate this. Even though you're questioning yourself, you've got to let the other side oh, know that no because, because you know, they are counting on you to make one of these trips around the sun. <laughs> you know what? I hear often <laughs> said that realtors are like ducks, right? They look calm on the surface, but they're paddling furiously under the surface. I, I also, because of course, being a, a Florida girl, um, we're the eye of the hurricane, right? It, 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 and Go hopefully on. the home buying process doesn't feel like a hurricane, but honestly, right now, that's probably a better way to view it. It's the selling right? side too, Nikki, right? The oh, sellers yeah, no, it doesn't matter. are under a tremendous amount of so pressure. Much. What do I do? Back to your question mm-hmm. of, you know, you know, sometimes they're like, well, hey, we've got a couple offers. I don't care. I want to take an offer. I want to move on. Right, right. You know, well, well time out. We, 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 we can let me do my job and see if I can get you a little bit more money. No, I want to sign the contract and want to move yeah. on. So, you know, it's very different. Uh, each transaction's different. Each location's yeah. different. It I'll really let you finish. Is. I interrupted oh, you. Oh, no, that was perfect. I get it. No, I was just, I was thinking that's one of the, the key things for the realtor community. And when times get more stressful, because like right now, one of the conversations I had several of in the last week since the last show was with several agents about how it's not just that like one client situation is high stress. Almost all of them are, which is not normal for a real estate life, especially not over the last few years. The last time most of them being think- stressful was normal was you know, in that, that dark time. There's a sense of... There's dark a, time. Yeah. <laughs> well I don't remember what you guys called it. So. There's a time sense of great unpleasantness. desperation. That's Neil. That's out there. Mm. Like with the clients that we have on the ro- our, our yes. branding roster, the word desperation is coming yes. up. Yes. And you can't be. You have to find stability within yourself. So somewhere uh, we, we can find the old uh, thing I did, O-shift, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, you know, we are constantly O-shifting in this business mm-hmm. on that end of it. Um, but the agents that are watching, I just had a genius idea that we can do for a show. The um, Well, maybe not. You guys will tell me if it is or isn't. Um, 
That's what we're here for. It's thank you, <laughs> and make me smile. The the no, thank you, Smith. So it's normal over the 35 years I've been doing it is to work with a client for one to two years before you can find something. Yes. Not this two weeks. Not yeah. this two months. Not this couple of months. You know, it it was normal mm -hmm. that you would spend all this time. You would spend time with folks helping them to, to list would take months, if not years, to go ahead and do that. A lot of agents aren't used to that. That's a lot of work that you have to put in on the front end to get it to get it back. The idea that I had, let me see what you think about this, Jerry. And and, and So why has the mindset changed? Mm -hmm. Scribble down your idea here so you don't forget it. Okay. But I got a I got a question that I gotta throw to you. Why has the mindset changed? Is this social media and the smartphone? No, you've got a combination. Era? No, part of it's the market because yeah. it has been so it's all fast. The market. Yeah, it's and the it's market. been a seller yeah. market. But also the whole new agent aspect. So right now we've got clients who also are feeling desperate. Uh -huh. But one of the challenges with not having like a training system, an incubator for new agents yeah. is a lot of people aren't starting With like the, a normal right business, foundation. a bricks and mortar business. Yeah. Usually, usually you're having some sort of like actual, a business plan, first of all, which we all should have no matter what. But also coming in with funding and expecting to not make a profit until you're whatever projected based on hopefully solid Takes data two years. by professionals. Well, and if you're like, if you're starting a restaurant, that one to two years better be projected way further out. Yeah, right? five years. I mean, so it just mm -hmm. depends on the business. But a lot of times, people who get into real estate, they're gung ho and they're excited and ooh, shiny. And it's not, you know, as well thought out as needed in many other industries because our bar for entry is lower, right? So that's part of it. And then sometimes they get a little on the desperate side for these things and they're not viewing it from the long term, which so is something we talk about So the reason why your incubator program is so important, you set realistic expectations. Oh, big time. Right? This, yes. is, this is important, realistic expectations. If you're going to go into this, the bar is low, but let's talk about it. What kind of business can you actually get in and make this amount of money with very minimal investment? Oh, in? I'm grateful the bar is low, or I wouldn't have been able to get in. Well, there's like, a bar You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it, it was... There's very few. But if you take yeah. a look at the volume, very yeah. few people do... I mean, that's what they say, 10% of the agency, 90% oh, yeah. of the business. Uh, well, and most new people, what is it? Within uh, five years, like 80% of them are gone. Mm -hmm. And truly, our part of our goal with our, our training team, Alliance Home Team, is to help people figure that out faster. Ideally, before they even get their license and spend that first chunk of change, right? And, and maybe it's like, hey, actually, this is kind of hard if you're not ready for that. You know, if that gives you pause, you might want to think on that a little more. And here are some resources to help you do that with more information and be better educated as to what you're getting into. I like it. I'm looking forward yeah. to the November, December show to find out when October comes around who actually renews this. Because that's the renewals. Mm -hmm. That's October. the renewal time. Yeah. But yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah, thank, you for the, thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Well, well we've years. had a few Four retirements years. in the last few years. Yeah. And I know quite a few agents that over the years. Why are you looking at me when you say retire? Are you telling no, me it's no. time for me to retire? Oh, no, not okay. at all. Just, I just feel like you probably know the people who are retired better than Jerry does. I think when Keith, and I don't want to speak for Keith in retirement or anything like that but he's always going to stay in the business he's going to have gavin yvonne 
it's Christopher Eagle, the, Emily Funk, that you're going to just pass le- you know, opportunities along to. Because so he's constantly got his finger on the pulse. He's building a legacy. That's what I'm saying. Like That's it's what I'm not, saying. It's not short. Like a lot of agents build a solo agent business and don't know what to do with it. And Keith hopefully they stashed money. Always start with an exit plan. Yeah. Keith and Yona are building a company here. Well, and we can continue talking for your personal legacy if you like. <laughs> I know you want us to over there. I want to get to this idea. I, know, I, know, oh, I want to get to this idea I wrote down. <laughs> Please. So what I would like to do is a round table with your agents. Oh, that's a good idea. And see, that's a good idea. And and like, that was part and of the he's testing. He's never going to get the idea the out. Testing. There's no- what? Yeah. We we I wrote it down. Somebody told me I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Yeah, like, uh, so yeah. we would rotate agents through here and ask them from your team, either from the incubator or whatever, we, we'll get a half a dozen or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll make poor Judah's head explode. Okay. And we'll bring people in like for five minutes. Okay, what's your most challenging? Let's talk about what's going on. We'll do mm-hmm. a live therapist show. No, what we can do, that's actually a good idea. What you can, can do is just... I, I don't know if I can sell people on that. I just throw things out and he makes it better. And I'm, I'm just on. spitballing out here okay, with you, cool. but we can use this seat right here mm-hmm. as part of the incubating training uh, session where they like, I mean, because they're going to have to think on the fly. There you go. When they're, you know, face-to-face oh, with, I'm gonna with sellers. Oh, I'm going to prep people. Yes, yeah, they yeah. are. And this is yeah. a way for you to learn on the fly when you're going to be face-to-face with sellers. Simple question. So how's yeah. the market? Yeah, right. A lot of agents don't know how to answer that and question. And this puts a little bit more mm-hmm. pressure on them sure. than doing it in, in the office because we got No, no pressure. Watching. We want people to come. No yeah. pressure whatsoever. Yeah. No pressure at no all. Camera, oh. No camera. No camera. I'll put no it together. I'll sell it. I will tell you. sell it. In the beginning of the show, like three years ago, I used to get guests going, yeah, this is really great. You know, we got so many, how many thousands of people? You you tell the number. Too many. Too many. That that watch it. And yeah, it's cameras, and we got a studio and a director. And all of a sudden, I watched their face go, oh, my God. And I went, Mm -hmm. okay. Not don't do that anymore. This is how you do it. You're just going to come and talk to me and Jerry. There you go. Yeah. So can we tag our friend, uh, Neil, please. Yes, I'm gonna he's watching. Get, I'm going to give. Neil's watching. I'm going to give some numbers for Neil for his yeah. county. Okay. This is Green County. First quarter up until today, so January one to four twenty four, single family detached, no new construction. I say that in my sleep. Forty seven units sold. The median sales price was three eighty five. Same time last year in twenty twenty two. There was 82 homes, so there's 74% less homes sold year over year, and the price was 330, 332. You went up 14%. So, A, you've got 74% less homes being sold in Greene County year over year for the same period, but you're up 14%. And, you know, that's like classic uh, supply and demand. We also think Green County is going to be the next, at least I do, the next um, boom. You're going to start seeing a lot of movement. Are your agents the following the, uh, what Almore County is trying to do to developers with um, projects and the number of units that have to be affordable? I am uncertain. My guess would be that there are a couple, and then some are not. And right. then no right now because they're out there just hustling. Right now, and Keith is... <laughs> that uh, going to be harder if just... Keith is trying to do some lobbying here. Mm -hmm. Right now, Almoro County government is trying to pass that any new development, any project that is new development, if it's 10 units or more, 20% of that project has to be set aside 
for affordable. Okay. It's a step more than 20%. It can't be any more than 60% AMI. Yeah. That, so there's a whole list of it. So um, The units have to be spread throughout the development. They have to look similar to the units that are sold at market rate. Um, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of hoops the developer has to jump through. And the, the crystal ball is the developer is just going to be like, your crystal ball can be severely cracked there some yeah. balance and still there? come to that. Right, 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 right. Are there tax credits or something no, as part the, of this? The whole concept is yeah. if, this is, if you want to do development in Albuquerque, okay, this, this is, is what you're going to do. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so to your, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but to your, to your answer, there you are I mean. certain kind of, in, there are certain incentives for apartments that, which I think they've kind of cleared the, the decks on that a little bit. Okay. I don't necessarily agree, agree with it, but they've done yeah. that. But on the for sale side, they have not really done much. So the good news is, a shout out to Ned Galloway and Neil, because Neil got up and spoke and did it very well. Ned, Neil from the dais did very well. They've basically paused it, and now they're going to do a true work session, hopefully run under the Regional Housing Partnership, because we have all the people there from the different four pillars on it. So hopefully we will get to a better place. That's, that sounds great. If it's approved, to Jerry's point, if it's a if it should go through as it is currently outlined, you will see no more new developments oh, wow. in Alma County. Not find a, Developers go won't, won't. It's just, it's just, uh, it. They'll just go to the path of least resistance between land acquisition, development cost, and the restrictions. It's supposed to be incentives. I think yeah. probably it's more classified as restrictions on it. And it, that's not their intent. It's just, I don't think they understood what they rent wrote when they wrote it. So yeah. the good news is we're going to have people at the table help explain it to them. Because I have seen some of it on the rental side. My few months of um, property management, a local builder had several units in a neighborhood that they built that were also rentals in that neighborhood that were af- affordable housing, however you want to rate that. And it needed, you know, like the renters had a whole list of cannot make more than this, and there were all sorts of steps and qualifications. But generally, generally there's, when you do those, not to get yeah. into the weeds, but there's tax incentives, there's what's there, called lie, were, te- lie yes. tech, which is yep. which is federal side of it. Mm-hmm. So so that's a complicated math yes. conversation, but on the ownership side, there really isn't. Okay. And, and, so it's a different, you know, it truly is a different ballgame. Our end of the equation it's great that rental units are being built, and it's great for all that stuff, but it's not helping, in my opinion, anybody climb the ladder of home ownership and climbing the ladder of, inc- of, of creating generational wealth. Now, I do get that, and I do feel, though, if people can get into rental units that are more affordable they can start saving with money. a long-term plan, then sure. they can start saving. Because sure. truly, like right now, there are only so many homes on the market. Yeah. Even within, like, you know, my, my 21-year-olds, right? We've been revisiting their plan. We had talked about maybe them renting my house at Lake Monticello, and now we're talking about maybe they would rather live a little further out, which actually puts them in between friend and family groups for the three of the 21-year-olds, the young adults, and gives them an opportunity to rent something that would be even more affordable than the Lake Monticello home. So this brings up what I've been wanting to talk about. We'll probably talk a little bit more on Friday on it once I start digging into the budget for Fulvana County. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, my parents' house, I ran the numbers off of the new uh, tax rate that they set. They are paying, they're going to be paying 20% more cash year over year than last year. It's about 400 bucks for them for the year. No, for somebody who's on a fixed income. 400 bucks is a lot. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And we're blessed because 
they can come move in with us. We, we always need a little bit of... That's the definition of gentrification right there. There you go. We always need a little bit of... Uh, Are they going to move in? Um, yeah, we're, we're still talking about it. It's... Um, I get it. If I was... Yeah, as, I wouldn't want to do it either. If I was at a certain yeah. age, I'd be fighting it too. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I've been fighting it too. You know, so uh, I, I get it, right? It's it's You get to a certain age, you start losing... Of course. And yeah. so I, I get it, but we're, we're internally, Yona and I are preparing for it. So that could happen. What's that preparation look like? Looks like I'm spending money and putting an apartment in. The no, is that what it is? That's exactly what it is. That's yeah. what it is? I love them, but they, you know, they got to be someplace when, else. When, is the, uh, when does that construction start? Uh, I know you have the guys. I'm not, I'm not concerned about the execution, but are you actually going down this path? Oh, yeah. yeah you are? Yeah, wow. I've, I'm... I'm Budgeting, designing—it's actually—it's either that or an ADU in the backyard, auxiliary dwelling unit. Mm-hmm. The basement the, would be way cheaper. The basement will be considerably cheaper and also give me a better resale. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, but I do because di- you saw it up the street. I, it, absolutely, yeah. and that's what initiated it. To be right. frank with you, the numbers are starting to make sense now. Yeah, but it's about 150 grand to probably cost for the me. basement apartment. Yeah, How I got to put. Possible? I got to put retaining walls in so they can drive down. There, there's a lot of lot of work. Okay. To, 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 there's some substantial foundation modification that needs to go because I don't have a true walkout basement. Uh-huh. Uh, I have like okay. a side walkout basement okay. on it, so we'd have to put retaining walls so they can drive down, have their own place. I want to add a couple more windows in the basement. So nice. Um, you're not sticking me in a base dirty basement. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what Pop said? No, it was my mother. My pop couldn't care yeah. less. Where's the beer? That's all. <laughs> Is the refrigerator up here? Yep, you're good. <laughs> You're I good. love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you know what this we can uh, trade off a little bit of sweat equity for the for the rent and everything will work out. Okay. We got some comments coming in. Neil Neil Williamson sharing links on LinkedIn for content from the Free Enterprise Forum, which I encourage you to visit. Yes. Please this do. one's from Great Christopher resource. Coppinger on Spotify. Can you ask the guests which neighborhoods they're seeing that are really hot right now? I know inventory is tight, but what are the neighborhoods where the inventory is still moving? I mean, there's a lot of them that are are. still moving. I mean, anything that's close to Charlottesville that's well-priced and well-presented, right? Because that's still still important. That We've talked on the show, I think, for weeks now about how buyers out there do not want to have to deal with something. So if that initial, like, fall in love with me bachelor style swiping through the house pictures or whatever dating app is the thing now like if your first photo doesn't grab people's eye that might be a challenge right right so it's about how it's presented it's about how it's priced and while we are bidding each other up if it seems like it's going to be too much work people are just bowing out and being next it's seriously dating style so like i just what you guys were talking i just looked on our side of it, we don't have, we do not do rental very well with with our MLS. But just looking at yes. what's available at Lake Monticello, the the average rent is twenty two hundred bucks for a three bedroom, two bath home. Mm-hmm. Twenty two hundred dollars for a three bedroom, two bath house. I'm telling you, it would have been smarter for me to moved into the Lake Monticello house and rented the one here. There you but go. I love my proximity, and it's also my project. Well, location matters, right? Location matters. Yeah. So are you going to do that? No. no, no, no. Well, and also, like, I still have a lot of work left to do. My plan was to have done a lot of it already, but that kind of got put on the back burner. Of course. So, yeah. 
So yeah. directly Baby to, the steps. to the question, I think, and we can try to do it a little bit live. Yeah, there's here. a lot of neighborhoods to the question, Christopher. I mean, yeah. If it's priced well and it's in good condition, it's going to sell. But location matters, yep. right? Yeah. Location matters, right? And and to my six things, right? Location is always the first one. It's the first one for a reason, mm -hmm. right? So micro markets matter. Location matters. So you can so be much. out in. You know, I don't want to pick on Buckingham, but let's say you're out in Buckingham, right? And you're not, you're, the price, the features, and the condition have to be a certain way in order for that to happen. And, you know, that's the way. Right. That area is not going to be as hot as Charlottesville. And neither are like your, any of your outliers, even in your areas where it's like, ooh, this is great because it's in between, you know, Richmond, Charlottesville, and DC. And while there is, some allure and strength to that that is a value add for that rural area that Buckingham does not have in the same way. It's still nothing close to the same as a home being listed in Forest Lakes, right? And, and the, the, the struggle, with, and not to pick on Buckingham, but the struggle with Buckingham is, is it's divided into multiple MLSs, so it's really hard to take a bigger picture at it. You know, we can take a look at it, what's close to us, mm -hmm. right, at, at, at this point, and I'll probably do that as somebody else is chatting real, real quick just to see at what quarter over quarter has done for Buckingham nice, at this yeah. point. So if well, and truly, so when I, when I was talking about my elders and reevaluating maybe the next step toward their goal of home ownership, which it is, and investing because they that's, you know, something that, again, the lower bar of entry in a lot of ways, if you just follow some steps, right? So that's where they're looking at. Instead of renting it like Monticello, they're talking about, you know what, Buckingham. And in their case, it's in between Charlottesville wow. and um, Livingston and Lynchburg area. And they have some ties to all of those areas and actually a tie to Crozet now. So trying to find a place that is more affordable for them, knowing that, okay, my gas price increase is going to happen, but they were also driving all over to all these places already. already. So yeah. now they're kind of in between. So they could potentially cut. And it's not normally like the ideal middle ground for most people. Yeah. You know? So what are they, how about work-wise? work, work -wise? Well, so, and that's the thing. So work-wise, it, it gives them a, some more options in a lot of ways. I like it. Right? I absolutely because like Because now it. if they're going 30 to 45 minutes any direction, there's opportunity there. Um, this comment's come in. This one is from Todd Murray, who has said, are cash offers still dominating real estate here in Central Virginia? Cash is always king, right? I, I, don't, I wouldn't say the word dominate, um, but, you know, cash is, 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 you know, substantial down payments are going to make a difference in a multiple offer scenario because it makes the path towards appraisal a little bit easier Yes. on, on that. But you ready for this number, Jerry? Yeah. Buckingham County was down 23%. Mm -hmm. In inventory sold? No, in sales price. So 2022, the median sales price in Buckingham County, single family detached, no new construction. Again, it's just a portion of it that we have access to was 256. This year, so far, 198. Ooh. So you lost 23% in value. So we talk about where the outer end of the rubber band may be a little a little uh, soft. The, as you get a little bit closer to the inter intersections, that's when you start seeing this pickup. But like we said, Green County is up 14%. Lake Monticello is up 10%. 
quarter well, over those quarter. Those two and Waynesboro, really, they're different than the conversations around, like, Buckingham. And we've talked about some areas of Nelson County that are so rural that peaked in COVID when everyone was trying to get further away and trying to get remote. And some of the areas of Buckingham have fiber now. Nelson, I don't know which areas. I'm not most up-to-date on the fiber internet aspect. That was a big deal. Now that's not the main allure for people. Well, that's because homes. people have to go back to yeah. Back yeah. To the office. There are fewer people who had that option to work remote people, in that way. People jumped into it because it was the the the, the, it's the cool thing to do. It was the yeah, thing. They thought the cool thing to do was here to stay, and and it didn't. No. And, uh, and now there are a lot of people, or a lot of lack of better phrase, are screwed. Yeah. So because uh, they're having to sell a home now that's underwater. And they're realizing that they're well, going to I'll take tell you. It. Well, we talked about this, right? We did talk about this. I, yeah. I had people, I had folks wanting me to mm-hmm. buy a piece of property to do a rental in the middle of COVID, and, and I'm getting so much and so much. And I said, no, thank you. I think when the market sh- oh, shifts, mm-hmm. those are the type of markets that are going to be impacted. And it was. Yes. It absolutely was. Because Look at that. Smith reali- got one right. You, you yeah. get most of them right. From what right. I've seen, you get most of them right. Oh, uh, well. That, it's that, like you know what you're doing or something. No, right? no. That's only, <laughs> that's only a function of age. I've been just doing it long enough. To oh, you're actually- saying the sample uh, size is so many? No. That's right. Is that what it is? That's right. Well. <laughs> it's 37 years of experience, Keith. That's, that's exactly. why I enjoy well, doing the show. The is he, he's seen a lot. It's not even just the years of experience because... Not everyone with that amount of years of experience could sit here in this seat and share information oh, for and sure. have that value add in the same way. His personality, and we just kind of stumbled into this, and how we stumbled into it was... We did not was, stumble into it. This well, was your idea. I saw, I saw... This was your idea. You and Yona came on the show that I did, and it was more of an interview show then. And I'm oh, like, neat. God, this Keith guy. He's in the <laughs> jacket. He's got a pocket square. He loves to talk. The Face camera, the radio. camera loves oh, wait. him. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> he's got a lot to say. And then remember, we did two of them because the first one went so well that we did a second one with with sure, you and Yona. Sure. How long? This is like me? four plus years ago. Do we you, did a second oh, one. Do you the think second it, one went even better. And I'm like, why don't we do a real? So, so when when I say we've been doing this for over four years, I count in those shows. Yeah. So oh, we, so those shows would make it close to five. Yeah. Oh, wow. See, there you yeah, go. That's yeah. this many, right? Right. That's that. That's <laughs> that. Real talk with Keith Smith for just over four, right? We're we are yeah I think we're technically in our fourth year right because I think it started in April or something like that. I, I, Today's four fifty one. Four hundred fifty one shows. It's amazing. I'm wow. really intrigued to see what happens at the end of this year, Nikki. At the yeah. end of Q three and Q four, with seeing how many agents mm-hmm. are still active in Encore. Um, we love having people pursue their dreams, yeah. but eventually the rubber meets the road. And if Keith's predicting a drop in inventory this summer, mm-hmm. plus Scott's prediction of a drop of interest rates, that means less inventory and more more buyers. So if you think interest rates drop, drop Nikki, you think inventory will pick up? Hmm. Maybe. I'm leaning toward yes, but I don't know that it will increase but so much because the prices are also going to increase, right? So you still have a lot of people stuck in that catch-22 of – Either I want to buy or I want to sell, and how does that work on the other side, right? So I, I had one of the regular conversations that I find I have with, like, friends and family and social circle is the, hey, we'd really like to move. But we where don't do we need go? all this space. Yeah. 
But what are we gonna what are we gonna do? Where we we could go? sell our house, but where are we gonna buy? Dude, this that's the conversation everyone's having. That's, that's the conversation, right? Yes. There. So okay. we my have, wife and I had that conversation last night. How many but, well when the great time of great unpleasantness happened, it infected everybody. That's why housing is so important. Before I forget this, I didn't write it down. Oh, okay. So you want me say to write it, it? Right now. Say write it right now. Say it right now. Say it right now. Stop thinking. Just check it. Do you want me to write it down? So it brought up something. So Yona and I are, are at our house, are doing a event at the house, and we got a shredding truck coming. And we've reached out to all our clients and neighbors and all this stuff. And, you know, if you don't want the government to see any docs, start coming over here. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what was on the Vistaprint invitation? You know we're live right now, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, but it's, it's funny. So we, uh, not we, Yona, yesterday started going through all these documents that we've collected for decades. Mm-hmm. And she actually pulled off some loan documents of rental property we bought before the time of great unpleasantness. And she goes, did you realize we were paying 8% back then and 5 and 6 and 7? So this interest rate of dropping to 5, if it does, is below the historical norm of 7.1. If you take a look at um, FHA or HUD, I can't remember which one, over 72 years, the the average is 7.1%. So if we go down to 5%, I think folks are just got this hangover that isn't done yet from the 2 to 3%. And yeah. I think as we get longer into the year, that hangover will go away on it. Because I actually think it hurt the market more than helped it. When I think you're adjusting you. well considering, and yet there's more adjusting still to do as far as how people view their home as an investment or view purchasing investment properties and some of the numbers around it that they've been able to pull off or some of the numbers that work in other communities. I, ever since I have my license, I've had investors call and I've engaged them just, if anything, for the sake of learning more and being able to grow my knowledge and, and scope of, of um, expertise, right? So it's Charlottesville is never the town that is going to get them the numbers that they hope they're going to get at the beginning of the conversation. It's just not been before COVID hit, before it was intense and crazy. And some areas you can get that. And sometimes that means go invest in another area. And sometimes it means take a look at what your long game is for how you view your investments. And are you judging them? Are you judging your real estate investments and your other investments? Are you diversified? All of these things factor in. Well said. Thank you. So Yvonne will be a regular on the show when she moves to to Richmond. But just to the point that you outlined and looking at the hundred and something homes that went under bending, we had, you know, the therapy session after number 11 and 12. Well, Mm -hmm. screw it. I'm going to rent. And I said, no, 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 time out. Let's let's be patient. We're going to get there. We went through this whole math scenario because they were going to throw basically piss away forty grand, right? And rent and rent and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And oh, by the way, the houses are going to increase in value. So you're constantly chasing this valuation or this appreciation, which is a great thing. That's what that's what you yes. want to have happen. So they agreed. We ended up paying a little bit more than they were comfortable with, but mm-hmm. they knew that over time that that value will You'll come. You'll make it up. Will will come back to them. So, you know, uh, renting is great, but you know, don't get discouraged and get out there in the game and and start building some equity. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki, you did a fantastic job today. 
Thank you so much. Yeah. I love being here. This is fantastic. We enjoy having you on the show. Uh, Nick Chambers, some closing thoughts for the fans, the viewers and oh, listeners. Oh, gosh. You know what? I don't know. To sit down and think about what it is you really want. Like today, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, three years from now, five years from now. And some of those may be hard to answer. And some of them may be more realistic than other parts. But if you don't sit down and try to think about it, you definitely won't know. And if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to set yourself in any direction to get where you want to go? Right? That, I know that may sound odd to say, but truly, a lot of times I think people get really frustrated, whether it's they're on their journey to home ownership or investing. It's like, hey, where do you really want to be? What is it you want to get from this? Because if you stay focused on that, you're much, much more likely to actually find a way that is workable that gets you there, even if it doesn't look like what you thought it would. Nice. So how do you recover from losing $17 million? You make a plan and you stick to the plan. It goes up and down. Yeah, But you definitely. stick to the plan on to go ahead and do that. So and You don't change the plan every five minutes, five weeks. Maybe you reevaluate it every five weeks to five months. You definitely reevaluate it yearly. Quarterly, you, you should do. Yeah, it. agreed. But a lot of times, people are like, "Oh my God, it's not working." But it's hard. <laughs> it's, but but it's hard. It's been five minutes. For some folks, though, Nikki, and I get it, and I understand it. It's hard. Um, you know, I have this conversation with my oldest daughter, two grandchildren. They're mm-hmm. up to just living in Connecticut just to get a gallon of milk is an event. Oh yeah. Right. And how can I look beyond that? Because right now, I'm trying just to get through the craziness of the of the day so that it's oh you're 100 percent right and there is there's a um it's i don't know it's almost like a tightrope sometimes but it is a balance it is a balance and there is a hey living in today enjoying the journey that's kind of my jam enjoying the journey is is something i say a lot and something i say to myself a lot and in moments sometimes i'm like oh you know what i'm not enjoying my journey right now what do i need to shift because that's not how i want to live life and I still want to be forward thinking because if I am only looking at today, then I'm not also planning for that future where I want to not worry about whether or not I'm going to be able to drive when I'm, I don't know, 86 or whether my kids will be and if I need to be dependent on them or not. A plan's a good thing. Yeah. Work, get a plan and work it. Work Can I plan. ask Judah a question? Sure. Judah, did we find out what the Yiddish word for normal was? So we, I could only find it in actual Yiddish writing, so I can't read it. Got it, got it, got it. We've got to get Yona involved in on that. Your daughter uh, says good morning. She loves you. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's the best. Yeah. Oh, hold it. They're both Wait. the best. Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> she uh, is watching the program right now. And she yeah. in flowers. She says that she always <laughs> remembers you guys working very hard. Yep, yep. So think of some names. Yeah. I, I, if everybody thinks this is a great idea, we'll do that. We'll do that. That show. I think that's a great idea to yeah. do that. Like um, Judah Wickhauer is the director of Keith Smith, Nikki Chambliss, Real Talk with Keith Smith, show archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com, presented by Keller Williams Alliance, just a fantastic family at KWA. Um, I have a kind of a bird's eye view or this like <laughs> glimpse of, of KWA's family through the many guests that come on our shows, and, and, and they're just good people. Um, they, they embody the golden rule mentality. Be a mensch. Um, be a mensch. Mensch means good person for those that don't know. Yeah. Because um, it kind of has the connotations of it not good. It doesn't sound nice. Right. It does I'm not so sound sorry. Nice. So, yeah, so we'll, end, we'll nice. end on this. 
Um, Jonas speaks multiple languages and translates them all in, and I'm still working on English. For those who watch the show, understand. They, they know. They know. They know. I am not good at English. <laughs> um, but, you know, when she yells at me in French, I kind of get a little excited. Oh, <laughs> great. Right? Yes. But when she says something romantic in German, I get very nervous. Yeah. So it's it's the tone of the language. Oh, my gosh. Like it's 100% yeah. true. It's Some true. are way more uh, pleasing to the ear. If well, that's act. why they call French, Italian, Spanish, the romance languages. Yeah. yeah. And the Germanic language is not a romance you language. Know what? I, <laughs> I love how Arabic sounds. Okay, it's anything so but. I'm just saying. <laughs> Just does. offended the whole German speaking. No, <laughs> no there's a meaning for that. Is that called not a romance no. language? It is so, not a romance no, language. It's it is the, it's officially right, Judah. It is not a romance language. Romance is your your Italian. Don't bring us down with that shit. <laughs> Don't bring us down with that shit. There's a lot of folks that are from. Uh, we it might think Keith, slowly, but Keith helps people buy themselves. <laughs> He's a realtor. He's a realtor. Not uh, a linguist. <laughs> Judah Wickhauer is the director. We love doing this show with these people. We will see you guys at twelve thirty for the I Love. I Single wish I had show. a filter, huh? Take care. No, no that would be boring. <laughs> So glad you don't have a filter, Keith. Thank you. I wish I had a filter. <laughs> but it's true. Oh, German is not a romance language. No. no. That was fun, guys. I'm going to find that.